0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and
0: we were in a pool, don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes! Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, your host every single day, joined by Charlie Five. That's what uh, folks know him as on uh, the Auburn uh, Bunker, as well as the Body and on uh, Twitter Machine. Yes, How are sir? you, Charlie Five?
1: Doing good. Did you Doing like that good. open? That was With absolutely <laughs> amazing. That is so funny. Just wait till you hear the one tomorrow. Brad LaRondo, baby. <laughs> Oh boy. Are you you you've actually listened to the Brad LaRondo interview. You excited about it? Oh, it's it's amazing. He's he's such a cool guy. I love him. We have the Godfather. Uh, we may be the yeah. first we may be the first show that got him on. I think we are. I think we are. Um, we've, we've created we've created a superhero out of him. <laughs> That's and I true. love it. Yeah. He, I think he loves I it. I think
0: too. he absolutely loves it. All right, so on today's show, I've got a letter that uh, Brian Harson sent to the parents of the Auburn football team that Ooh. I wanted to go through. Let's do it. Um, and then a topic you wanted to talk about, looking at the three needs that we need for this team going into 2021. What would we? What could we expect for um, for Auburn to add? For right. Brian Harson to add? How so, to finish out the class? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, cool. You ready to do this? Let's do it. To the 2021 Tiger parents. This is from Brian Harson. War Eagle, in all caps, exclamation mark. We are now two weeks away from the start of spring practices and the entire Auburn football program is ready to get back on the field. We actually had a chance to have the entire team on the grass of Jordan-Hare Stadium this week as part of our fourth quarter training that we've been doing the last couple weeks. You can feel the energy and excitement from the players and staff.
1: I'm getting chills.
0: Uh, All right, the coaching staff and I are feeling good about the strides your sons have made in attacking challenges head-on and building trust in each other, and the new coaching staff. Change is never easy, but progress is impossible without change. Your sons have handled this coaching change with class and integrity, which makes me extremely proud to be their coach and excited to attack this 2021 football season ahead of us. I'm gonna skip over. um, With spring ball just around the corner, your son should be feeling mixed emotions of excitement and possibly some nerves. I truly believe they <laughs> I truly believe they are ready to capitalize on the opportunity in front of them. they must continue to set goals for themselves and then relentlessly pursue those goals with an intentional focus on getting better every day. I hope you are all staying safe and healthy and know that I am really enjoying getting to know all your wonderful sons. So thank you for trusting me with them War Eagle Brian Harson head football coach.
1: Oh my gosh, the timing of the music and the way you ended that right there. I'm ready to run through a wall. Do
0: you like that little Avengers
1: theme action in the background? Oh yeah, that was amazing.
0: Um, all right, any takeaways from this? Because I have some.
1: Let's hear yours first.
0: Okay, so he talks about setting goals with his team. I, I was talking with the parent of a player that gave me this. And with him talking to his son it sounds like they are way more integrated as a team than they were with Gus Malzahn's uh, staff. In the past, according to this player, it was very much defensive linemen worked out with defensive linemen, receivers worked out with receivers, safeties worked out together, all that good stuff. Well, this time it sounds like they paired you with who you're with as far as strength goes and athleticism goes. So like some of your, you know, walk on kickers maybe if they lift the same as so you know some of your scholarship cornerbacks they're working out together there sounds like they are very more integrated based on like where you're at in certain things and so they're getting to know each other they're getting to know members of the team that they wouldn't normally get to know culture and i harson's a huge culture guy and i think that's a big deal
1: absolutely i mean i, I love it i love it i love the idea of a a coach that understands that these these guys are, you know, fresh out of high school. They are very influenced by their parents, and he's taken the time to reach out, build that relationship as well, along with all the other relationships that he's had to build here. That's just a cool thing, cool thing to see. I
0: think so. I think so. And um, so another thing with the goals, they're apparently very – doc well documented for the players like saying okay we want you to be at this weight and we want you to reach this speed and this amount on a lift and that was never a thing with the previous regime which is amazing to think about
1: actually it it really is it really is um but that is kind of how you build a team (laughs) and you have ideal weights and ideal speeds for different positions yeah it's it's kind of like i hate to call them out, but it's kind of like Nick Saban says, a, 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 it's a process. Right. And, and you know that it's not necessarily about um, so much about winning games as it is if I if I do A, B, and C, and I have all those pieces in place, that the wins are going to follow that. So if I got the corners that are doing the things that I need them to be doing and be at the height and the weight and the speed and whatnot that, that I want them to be at, then the wins and whatnot, the success is going to follow that. So that's... Exactly. That, I mean, that's the way you do. That's the way you do things.
0: Yeah, and then you know the big thing against Gus Malzon has been player development, and I disagree with that to some extent. Um, but when you hear stuff like this, it's like, oh,
1: he has well, a plan. Yeah, right. A plan for each individual player on on the team.
0: Yeah, and then. With the workouts, they're pairing you with people that'll push you based right. on what you physically can do at that moment. And I'm like, that's crazy.
1: Like, that's cool. Right. Like, who – I mean, what big – is it a huge accomplishment to be the, the uh, kicker that can bench press the most? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. now you're, you're competing – The answer is yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now you're competing against guys that can lift more than you, and they're not just singling you out, like you said, in a group – now you're competing against a lot of guys that um, are going to push you to be to be better. Whereas if you get to the top rung of your position group, like where else is there to go? Mm-hmm. You know. So now, you, now you you lump everybody in together and build those build those relationships, and then and you know, knowing people around yeah. you, I mean that's right. a
0: huge deal. And I know it's you're limited with so many guys. I mean these football teams are so big; you right. can't be best friends with all of the folks. But you're going to naturally be close with the people in your position group, but you know, why can't an offensive lineman and a safety be friends? Sure. And I I think that's important as far as a locker room and a culture. And I've gone back and, and, you know, on my YouTube suggested feed every now and then something with Harson from like four years ago, one popped up the other day with him giving a scholarship to like um, a, a walk on tight end. Right. And he brought, he brought like three or four guys to the front and asked like the first three a question. Some was about the playbook. Some was like about a rule. And then they asked him like, "Hey, how many scholarships can you get on and, you know each team give?" And he answered the question, and then it popped up on the screen like, "Congratulations!" I forget his name, but like the whole place erupted. And I, I know that always happens with um, with with walk ons, but just seeing Harson being able to celebrate with these guys, and it just it seems like a different type of locker room than what we've seen in the past eight years. Not that it's good or bad, it's just different. Right. And I think you're starting to see little parts of that come together.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, speaking of walk-ons, uh I think one thing that's kind of it's all your paint. Well, yeah, you got to throw him in there, but one Goat. the <laughs> the the greatest one thing you got, the one thing that I like about Brian that um I've learned I'm sorry, Coach Harson. Coach Harson. Yeah, uh, is he is huge on his walk-on program. Yeah. That is a a big important thing for him is to have the best walk uh, preferred walk-on program in the, in the country. So uh, you've seen a couple of commits over the past, you know, few weeks, offensive linemen from local schools and things like that that are part of the, you know, preferred walk-on program. That, to me, builds, um, you know, it, it kind of entrenches you in the local community as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, to him, for him to put so much emphasis on the walk-on program, it just makes them feel a part of the team, makes them want to compete more and 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 play harder and push the you know push the guys that are on scholarship. So
0: yeah, I love
1: it. I love it too. Yeah, competition
0: makes you better. There's no doubt about it. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at HomefieldApparel.com. Maybe you've heard of these guys. I know you have. Oh yeah, you love HomefieldApparel.com. Love it. And they launched their Auburn gear, their Auburn line, excuse me, back in September, and it's absolutely exploded. It's absolutely blown up. And uh, if you haven't gotten any yet, first question is why second off is it's not too late. You can use promo code Auburn A U B U R N Auburn. Auburn. Promo code. Yep, that's the promo code to homefieldapparel.com. What's the promo code? Auburn. Auburn, Auburn. A U B U R N homefieldapparel.com for 20% off your order. Check them out so the yeah, so many people are like messaging me afterwards saying like hey, I forgot to use the promo code. Don't do that. One, it saves you money. Two, we need the credit for the sale, so exactly. they'll re-up with us in a few weeks. So exactly. yeah, homefieldapparel.com, use promo code Auburn for 20% off. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com with the ever uh, ever, you know, changing number of makes and models. Um, it's become even more difficult. For all these chain storefronts to uh, to carry all the parts that you may need for your car, your truck, or your SUV. RockAuto.com, it's not hard for them because they're a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts uh, to customers online for, uh, for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck or your SUV. They're right locked on and they're how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at RockAuto.com. Charlie Five joining us on this Charlie Tuesday. I never realized we're in a different studio, and these mics are more sensitive. And it's crazy how loud you breathe. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's <laughs> I'm so intense. I'm glad Friday. you're alive though. <laughs> I'm so intense right now. I'm just it's just you take my breath away, Stop and then it. I have to shoot it back into the mic. That's it. With yeah. extreme acceleration. Oh, yeah. I,
0: I take your <laughs> breath away and just shove it into
1: the microphone. Exactly. All
0: right. Uh, so what are we talking about next?
1: So I think it would be interesting to kind of put our coaching hats on. Okay. And talk about, you know, the different sites, you know, 247, Rivals. They they have kind of come together and said that it looks like the coaching staff is looking to add three more players to the team okay. before, you know, summer workouts. So, Right. If you're if you're Coach Harson, where do you go with that? And I got you know I'll go the same way. And as far as positions go, positions go. You know you you obviously you could you can add players or you could hold scholarships and load up you know three more three extra scholarships next year.
0: Okay, am I allowed to say offensive tackle, offensive guard, and center?
1: Sure. There's a there's it's a good tempting. Ar- I probably I probably would go offensive tackle, offensive tackle, offensive tackle. <laughs> but yeah. We need more bodies there.
0: All right. So, uh, all right, we'll, we'll do three each. My first one is I just have offensive line in general, but specifically offensive tackle. I think the guard play has been fine. And then center, I just keep acting like Nick Brahms is going to be a dude and it just hasn't happened yet. But right, um, I think tackle is the overall issue um, for the past few seasons. And so I will put offensive tackle first. And that's a thing where experience means so much. But hey, they may get into camp, and one of these JUCO guys just clicks for them. You know, whether right. it's Zaire or um, or you know Brendan Coffee, it, it would not shock me if it clicked for one of those guys, and they were a really solid SEC player next year. But you want that security, and right. we saw how thin Auburn was on the offensive front last year when Brandon Council went down, and I think that's something that you want security in, especially. When Bo Nix is your quarterback and you don't know how he's going to respond to certain kinds of adversity.
1: Right. Uh, I agree. I think offensive tackle is, I actually have two, try to get two offensive tackles, mostly for depth. But what people don't, a lot of people don't realize is the Juco season is, for a lot of schools, is just about to start. So there's about to be 10 Juco games, a 10 uh, 10 game Juco season in a lot of the schools that, you know, we could be evaluating talent at that you can get people in. And this year doesn't count against them. So there's a really good opportunity to add, you know, some JUCO offensive linemen that have a season under their belt that doesn't count against them. Mm-hmm. And they can come in with three years to play. So, I, I mean, I think that would be a good place to look. Uh FCS schools uh, have started back. By the way, did you watch uh, – I think it's Southeast Missouri. No, I didn't. They were playing Sam Houston State. Do you know who their quarterback is? Who? Do you remember – Cole Kelly from Arkansas, he uh-huh. was like, he's really tall. He's like six twelve, yeah. four hundred pounds. Yeah, he was he threw for like four hundred yards, just running over dudes. It was pretty cool. Oh, the NFL is gonna be all over that, all over it. But yeah, so you got you got that going on right now. Trey Lance, now. can I have another Trey Lance, please? There you go. Gross. Um, <laughs> you got you got uh, JUCO and you got FCS going on right now that you got you can watch guys develop and evaluate playing in games uh, to add to it. So I think it's definitely, like you said, those guys, um, the, the light could click on for them, but I think you've got to have depth there. We're just so, so thin um, at, at the tackle spot.
0: Which, real quick, shout out to the dude on Auburn Undercovers board, AJ3, I think is his name. Yeah. Where he's like, hey, just real quick. And he's, he's nailed some stuff in the past. Right. But he's like, hey, Brandon Council may not play. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a Let's, Brandon Council podcast. We have
1: to talk about that.
0: <laughs> and so I did. Right. Because everybody was, like, tagging me in all these, like, so-called reports. But now he's circled back and he's been like, okay, so I think Brandon Council actually is playing. Right. Like, okay, thanks. Appreciate same that.
1: Thing, same thing with Nick Brahms. Yeah, sure.
0: I was a lot more upset about one of those than the other one. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been a thing, though, like, I mean, he has, Brandon has had some injuries. It could have been a thing where he was Contemplating not coming back, and then all of a sudden he starts showing up in workout videos, and it's totally. like, well, maybe he changes mind. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't throw him all the way under the bus. But uh, hey, props to coming back, and
0: yeah, yeah, no, and I would much that. rather. I think his name is AJ Three on the body getta. I would much rather get those you know scoop dumps than than not. But right, right, yeah. Um, all right, so you've already done two of your three, right? I feel like that's lazy.
1: So yeah, I know it was, but okay. Hey, I'm the coach. Uh, okay, I get to do
0: what I want. Fine. All right. My number two is wide receiver. And I would just like more experience in that room. I know I've talked up Shedrick Jackson, and I think he can be a good leader off the field, but I would like more of a leader on the field. And I think with Capers, and I think with Kobe Hudson, and while he is an extremely natural wide receiver, I would just like more production coming back. And so that is, uh, that is my pick there for wide receiver
1: that that's not a bad pick Uh, go for experience I just I think he could get uh, that kind of guy could probably get lost in the depth chart we just have I feel like our wide receiver room although it's not experienced talent has a lot of young talent like we forget about guys like John Tavius Johnson who was a smaller wide receiver but had big big production at Hewitt Trustful we forget about guys like Malcolm Johnson Jr. who was a late add to last year who's like a track star. Sure. Um like there's there's some guys that didn't get playing time or uh were red-shirted or whatever that um I, I mean I think there's a lot of of pieces there that could, you know, be explosive or, or be able to produce. So. Yeah.
0: No, you you're right, but it's still you, you can you can say all these guys and it's like, "Okay, cool. I can see how Malcolm Johnson Jr. could have a role or Javarius Johnson whatever." But I still think there's something for bringing production back, and Auburn cannot do that the way the roster currently sits.
1: That's true. They can't do it. They don't have they don't have those stats on paper yet.
0: Today's show brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. Can you imagine placing a bet anywhere else on the internet? I cannot. No, that'd be dumb. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, the NHL—they're in full swing. BetOnline even covers. Live awards and TV shows and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up at BetOnline.ag. And uh, head over to the website and use the promo code LOCKDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Final few minutes with Charlie Five today. All right, what is your final uh, final position, need that you would go add if you could?
1: Sure, so you're probably going to think I'm crazy, but Maybe. I, I still think we need a running back. And I think the key is someone with, like, you, you always talk about why would anybody want to transfer in behind Tank. Yeah. I think the key is finding somebody with three years of elgi- eligibility, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be a JUCO guy that this year doesn't count for or – you know some kind of grad transfer like uh you know i'm trying to think what's the name of the guy from Vandy that was a big one that a lot of people wanted right right somebody somebody like that that has several years because tanks more than likely I'm going to be here for two more years mm-hmm. you work behind him and step into the lead role kind of like Cameron Aris Payne did I was about to say that yeah, right you know it was two years but still um with the circumstances of COVID and whatnot, I think that, you know, you could probably find somebody with three years of eligibility that can step in and play. I just, I'm not sold yet on, um, I'm not sold yet on Devin Barrett being that guy, right. To just step in automatically and be able to, to. Yeah. I almost like the idea of Hunter Jarquez Hunter more than Devin Barrett next year. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to Barrett. I just. How That's do you come not, back? You know, you just all of a sudden jump back into running back. I mean, running back is just a repetition repetition deal. You and, have... and I hope that he does it. I'm a big fan of Devin Barrett the person. Right.
0: Um, I I liked what he did as a freshman, and I was I was one of the the people fussing at Malzahn for only putting in for that swing pass.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: But I I don't know. I don't know what that looks like a few years later. can you just pick that up and do it again? I don't know the answer to that
1: Maybe, I hope he can I hope so too we're gonna we may need it because you know there was a four game stretch where tank averaged close to twenty yards a game and then the Tennessee game he got kind of a it was kind of a freak tackle and you know he's kind of hampered for the rest of the year really and uh I got a feeling he's going to be getting at least twenty touches a game so you know we got to have somebody. You're not the, on Shivers as a backup. No, not at all. What is just, his role next year? If he's still here, if
0: you say UCF back, yeah. I'm going to scream. <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> you know, he could be a third third down and long, you know, passing down type guy. Just see, know, I don't think that works because you I want to mean, block uh, it, right? And I know you, that you you want him to be, you know, but Darren Sproles did it for a long time. He's not he's not quite as jacked as as Sproles, but. Very few people are. Right. I mean, I just don't know. I don't see him being able to – he's a, he's an outside runner, uh, running between the tackles, yeah. this type of offense. It just doesn't seem like there's – I don't know. I just don't see it.
0: My last but one's quarterback. I've talked time and time again how I think competition would make Bo Nicks better. I think we saw that version of him as a freshman when he beat out Joey Gatewood. Last year he had no competition and it was – pretty bad for most of the season, inconsistent. And there was nobody behind him pushing him saying, okay, if I don't perform this week or if I don't spike the ball forward, there's uh, you know, there's somebody behind me breathing down my neck. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that is something that would be good, not only for the preseason, but just for there to be an option better than Grant Loy for a backup because Barrett Salih said it. You know, we I had Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC saying, like, there's this there's this going, I don't want to say rumor, but there's chatter and, you know, speculation happening throughout the college football media realm where there's a lot of really intelligent people that know their college football saying that they don't think Bo Nix is going to be the starter next year. I don't agree with it. I think Bo Nix is the starter next year, right. but I think Bo Nix gets better if there's a guy better than Grant Loy behind him.
1: The only thing I have to say to that is that typically you need competition for people that are not necessarily the most self-motivated individual. They they see, "Hey, I'm the man. I don't there's nobody that can beat me. I don't necessarily have to work as hard." I don't see Bo as that kind of person. Sure, I agree with that. I think Bo wants so badly to win for Auburn. He he he's lived it his whole life. He's the you know, the first Iron Man of the week or whatever the mm-hmm. that award is, you know, he wins it. He's he's you know, he you see him gaining big weight, good weight each year. So he's working hard in the weight room. I just physically it looks great. Yeah. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a motivational issue. And you got five yeah that would bring that would put five quarterbacks in in the quarterback room. Um and
0: I, I think it's worth it.
1: You think I, so i nah. think
0: I think if you could burn a scholarship for a chance to make
1: your quarterback better, I think it's worth it i guess i just don't i don't think it would make him better
0: I think it would send an awesome message also to the team for harson to say, "I don't care about anything prior to right now," and I think that would go a long way
1: that's an That's an interesting point i just
0: because I think that then trickles down to you know the offensive guards that didn't get a chance to play last year. And maybe they feel like they should have because then they're going to work harder. It's going to push everybody. I think it would send such a statement, not only to Bo Nix, but the whole team that is like, I don't care about last year, the year before. I don't care who your dad is. And also like you pull Bo bow aside and it's like, look, I'm going to try to make you better. It's like, go get the job. Well, what and, does
1: it say? What does it say to, you know, Chael Garnett and, uh, Demetrius Davis go win the job. I guess I just I, I, like like I said I I don't see how adding and I just don't I don't buy that just putting another body in a room uh, from an outside team that wasn't a part of this team and then thinking that that person is just going to by proxy push Bo further than he would have already he already pushes himself. I just I'm not I'm not sure I'm there yet. And and I think there's probably a little bit better, you know, use of that scholarship than just adding another body to the quarterback room. Sure. Where can people find you, friend? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five.
0: All the underscores, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's go. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Auburn. And just a quick reminder, everyone, Brad LaRondo tomorrow, the godfather himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So be sure to check that out. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.